Hello and welcome to How to Stay Married So Far. I wonder if this shot is going to be okay for you, Mark, for YouTube. Oh, God. Because it's quite high up my neck. <laughs> it's all good in the pud. Mark is now moving over to me for people that are just listening to this on the podcast. Just noisy bags around you. Um, if you're watching us on YouTube. Oh, that seems a bit weird. Yeah, I'm right around want, the corner yeah, now. Yeah, you want talking space. That's going to be... I'm don't been that far over. take shots. Anyways. All married people bicker. Have we ever done a podcast on bickering? We should do that. Uh, it, we did, and it and we ended up having the biggest row ever. Oh, yeah, we did, and we, we had to stop filming. We, we had to mute it. <gasps> That's the only time, because we never edit... Actually, we, we never ne finished. We never edit our podcast, and that's the only time we did stop, because it got so nasty, and it ended up being a fight about who feeds the dog. So maybe we should stay away from yeah, bickering. Yeah, wobbling the table. Like See, I think underneath bickering is the real need for a big row, that's what I say. Yeah, but we never finished that discussion, so maybe we should revisit bickering. Shall we revisit bickering? Yeah. I think we, we need to. Okay. So we've decided today that we will do... You know what? If I'm honest, we do use this podcast as a way of talking about things that we don't talk about. It's and true. there's so many things, isn't there, within a relationship where people just go, mm, I'll just skirt around that problem. And this is something that Mark and I, I have been... Nagging isn't the right word, because I haven't been nagging. I don't like that word. For those of you really watching us, word. for those of you watching us, just it's totally apropos of nothing, I've just discovered the longest hair coming out of my ear. That is more than likely going <gasps> to drive you over here. to YouTube. I can see it from here. There is a visual component to this podcast, and right now it is growing out of my ear hole. Can you see it? I can. M Maddie said to me the other day, she said, Dad, let's leave it as an experiment and see how far it goes. You might get a comb over from your ear hair. <laughs> That'd be a first. I love our kids. I love They're our so kids. weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry. It is, you're right. This is, a, in a weird way, this is a confessional, a little bit like our other podcast, which we do called Confessions of a Modern Parent. Go to iTunes, Spotify, anywhere else you buy. Maybe you we might. should have called this Confessions of a Marriage. Confessions of a Marriage. Marriage Confessions. Yeah. Um, but anyway. But we so do we, use it as a bit of a... We do use it. We use it as a way to tackle topics that maybe we've been avoiding. Mm. And that's why often we do have a row just before we... Yeah, we get tense. And that's... And, and the problem is, it's not even like we're discussing what we're going to discuss in the podcast, because we never do. But when we're just discussing the title is when we get into the row. No, it's the prospect of opening ourselves up. Yeah. I think we uh, both yeah. get a little bit nervy and we both get a little bit tetchy and it's... It, we feel genuinely, I feel genuinely vulnerable mm. when we well, do this. Well, it is vulnerable. Um, and why do we do it? A lot of people say, why do you do this? You share too much. Can I just say, apart from the fact that I look like a corpse today, which is kind of appropriate given the subject matter we are going to talk about, because I could put my coffin next to me and just fall oh, into it. Shut up. Um, the reason we do this is really a hangover from many of the concepts from both couples counselling and... Um, 12-step recovery programs, which is the idea that in sharing your experiences, not only might we help others think about, not, not resolve or solve anything, but think about, maybe use some of our thoughts. And equally, when we read your comments and get your feedback, we likewise like yeah. to, and also it's quite It's not an altruistic act, because actually we do receive, yeah. salve ourselves exactly. from what we, what, we read, what we read in the comments. And yeah. 
And it's I think exactly a bit, how recovery works. It is it? exactly how it works. And I think there's a bit of a misapprehension about the idea. We wouldn't be running a YouTube channel if we didn't put our faces on it and talked about these things. There's a sort of strange, there's a strange type of person who often comments, why are you doing this? It's like, well, <laughs> why are you watching it? It's kind <laughs> but of anyway, that's anyway. A, that aside. Yeah. Um, so the topic today is... Death. Death, wills and funerals, right? How we, which way around, which bit are we going to talk about first? Well, which way would you like to talk about it first? Well, I suppose you should, we should do wills, deaths, funerals. What? Because that's the order of... Well, no, no, do it in the order of things that happen. You're going to die first, then you're going to have your funeral, and then you're going to read your will. Oh, you see, I would think of it... Go chronologically. You've got to write your will before you die, and then you've got to die before you can have your funeral. Well, yeah, that's another way of that's looking at it. So we think that is a prime example Isn't of how it? completely Hang different a we are. How did you think about it? So I think you have to think about you're going to die first. Yeah. So I'm thinking of it in terms of a filmic narrative. What's happening in the film? Death, funeral, read the will. And it's ah, not. It's you not, can't read the will unless you've written it. No, 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 no absolutely. It. You've written it before, but you, you're holding that back. You do a, basically the will section of my order is a flashback. So we're still avoiding doing a will, right? Yeah. Having said we never edit there, we never edit. We had to because the dog was just sick and crying. <laughs> but nothing contentious has happened. Um, we are back and uh, we're carrying on. Um, yeah, so, mm, wills, funerals or death? Which way around do you want to talk about it? Well, I think we've done that, Jack. Yeah, but what have we decided? Uh. Well, we're probably going to do it your way because that's the only way we can think, really, isn't it? So we can do it your way. If you no, want. no. Well, I mean, uh, death. I mean, how do we? How do we? I mean, death is such an all-encompassing prospect, isn't it? In terms of marriage, one of us is going to die before the other one. Yeah. And is there going to be this delay with everything I say to you? <laughs> it's so weird. Every time I say that, you're, I'm you're looking shocked. And it's, it's just horrible. I hate talking about it. Hey. I hate talking about it. Right. Do you not want to talk about it? Well, that's what we're going to talk about, but it's not easy to talk. No. What do you want me to do? Sit here smiling? Well, I am a natural I mean, pessimist. I mean, you're so... saying, what's your def- I'm thinking about it and my face isn't right. What's the matter with you? But it can be a... <laughs> <laughs> it's something we have to face. I know, and it's something that nobody wants to face and it's a difficult thing and it's a scary thing. And I think for me at the moment... Postmenopausal, just been fifty-five. You know, it does play on. It does start to play on your mind more. You know, more and more people you know get ill. You know, there's more and more things. I think now we've got more information than we ever had on all the different horrible ways you can blooming die. Mm. And for both of us being slightly hypochondriacal, both of us, well, not slightly, a bit more than slightly. It's a difficult topic. It's not. It's. A, I'm not sitting down. And go. Oh, great! We're talking about wills, death, and funeral, and that actually informs a lot of the problem that we have around this topic. It's a taboo. It's a taboo, mm. and it's it's actually it's actually a really difficult thing to talk about mm. because most of the time, I'm pushing it away, and I envy people so much. My mum, her whole life, said, "Well, I never think about it." Mm. She never thinks about it. And it's funny, a couple of friends of mine true? Do you think that's who are like true? me and who do worry about it and have got partners that say, well, just don't think about it. And like, look at them like they're mad for mm. thinking about it or worrying about it. And we always say, oh my God, I'm so jealous of them. So yeah, I do look a bit shocked and a bit, because I don't actually want to talk about it. But the thing is, is that we both don't want, we 
don't want to not talk. We don't want to talk about. How do you say that? <laughs> the, 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 we don't the, want to. We not, don't want to not talk about it because it's an important topic to talk yeah, about. Yeah, but we don't avoid it because we actually have quite a sort of to quote, like you just said about your mum. You know, quite an easy. Oh well, it's just not a problem. It's just something. It's not worth thinking about. A lot of people just think it's not worth thinking. I mean, I wish I could be because one we're of those powerless people. over it. Yeah, yeah. But I don't believe we are powerless. No, no, over that's it. utter, 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 utter yeah. bollocks. Because we're it, it, the one thing that that holds the most control and sway over every human and relationships life is the spectre of death. That you know, to, to pretend that it isn't. It might be that that person has a better way of just getting on with their day-to-day living. But we don't talk about it, but we also do talk about it all the time. It is threaded through everything we do in our lives, the prospect of death and incoming disaster. You are infinitely worse than me at constantly bringing fatal situations oh, into Oh, I the, am you absolutely. absolutely are. I do it in a comedic, fictional no. fashion. You no, do it no, in no. a realistic way. Your biggest problem in life is, right, with all the relationships that you have and I when I, we were first together and I used to witness other people saying to you well don't joke about it is whatever you want to do you put it in as a joke and then it's all right for you to do it but every single day we have to joke about death disaster and the end of the world in the way that you do it now right. the way that I do it and I'm not saying one is better or worse, but I'm saying they're equal. Mm. We both do it all the time is I get health anxiety because I know that as a family, we're not doing the things that we need to do to stay as healthy as we should. We both have chaotic eating. We're not really good at regular eating. We're not good at regular sleeping. We do like, we do do our exercise, but we don't do that thing of having to be moving all day. All this stuff that I read about, because I am interested in it, which I probably shouldn't read about, um, gives me health anxiety. Mm. And I know that there's a lot of people that feel the same. Your way of dealing... So I might say to the kids, how many green vegetables have you eaten? I might say to you, have you eaten any fruit today? Did you have any protein? Your way will go, guess what? 50,000 people died today. It's the same thing thing mm. we're trying to get out of ourselves our anxiety about death but one is not an easier way than the other. so how what, why are we so scared why are we skirting around the edges of it apart from obviously there's the general reasons that most people do because it's an unpleasant reality it's something that we can't do much about other than as you rightly say take control of our diet and our lifestyles and what have you i mean i don't drink so that's a good thing i mean at the moment for example I mean, it, this is you very... don't drink, but you have very, very. You feed off. You're a workaholic, mm. so you always work. Mm. So my fear for you and your death mm. is is that I like I know about the adrenal glands. You don't know anything about the adrenal glands. The adrenal right. glands are the things that pump out adrenaline. Yes. Okay, and they are supposed to be there for when you're being chased by a lion. By a saber-toothed tiger. You're supposed to use that mm. adrenaline for that. But every day of my life, I feel like I'm being chased by a saber-toothed yeah. tiger. Yeah. So, because I know, and, and it is the greatest killer in the Western world, is, mm. is stress. And because I know that you are constantly... stress now. Pumping out that. Yeah, I'm just checking my, out, right? my fear for you is that you will have... A coronary. A, 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 know that you could get one of the diseases, dis-ease, that you get from, from that kind of stress levels. So though I know you don't drink, and that's a huge relief to me, because mm. I think it must be really hard. <laughs> Drinking, I feel like that scene in Airplane where he starts to show all the symptoms. I, 
<laughs> I think it's. <laughs> I think it's. I think it must be really hard if you're living with somebody that's drinking loads or doing drugs or smoking. If you live with somebody that well, smokes, well, please you say that. You know what I mean. That would be. I would be like in a state of absolute panic. But to answer your question as to why do I think that we do worry so much mm. about it, I think anxiety is anxiety, mm. and I think we both have. the anxiety of the Western world, you know, the state. And so I think we push down one thing and we become anxious about something else. We push something. Like I came down to you the other morning, didn't I? And I said to you, do you know what? If if we didn't have kids, I don't think I'd be anxious at all. Every morning when I wake up, all my anxiety is about our children. And I said to you, do you think I'd just be anxious about something else if we didn't have kids? And you said, yes. Mm. And I think that's what we do. We swap our anxieties mm. all day. So death is something that we think about every day. I then will trip over to, but we haven't got a will. And so then I, I, I get anxious about that. And then sometimes we'll be out and about and you'll start saying, oh, I want this in my funeral. I want that in my funeral. I think, oh my God, over the time that I've known you, there have been probably about 150 requests that you want at your funeral. Yeah, what greedy. am I going to do when you drop dead and we all sit around the table and go, what was it you said about his funeral? Because there's been so many requests. And yet, my I have anxiety about the fact that you're not willing to discuss death, health, wills or funeral. Mm. and put anything down on paper. Well, I mean, it's all very sort of at the forefront of my mind at the moment. <coughs> As you probably know... You've got so, a death cough now. <coughs> death rattle, God. Um, we used to smoke a lot when I was younger, and it was odd taking... If you go to my Instagram, you see I took Maddie to a place where I used to drink uh, a lot when I was younger, and the reason I'm going here is because... Why well, do you tell people where your Instagram is in case they do want oh, to go Oh, yeah, Mark look. underscore Natalie. <laughs> um, and going in there was a salutary reminder, as we had a Diet Coke, um, of the amount of damage I did willfully do, do to myself, you know, through drugs, drink, and, and psychological damage through my, the chaos of my life. And it made me think about death again. And it made me think about being there at 49 and having drunk there from probably the age of, I don't know, 24 through to 30s when I met you. Um, and one of the things I've been labouring under recently is, is struggling with breathing and asthma and, um, and, and the treatment of asthma and what have you. And the reason I'm saying all of this isn't because I'm having any more of a kind of hypochondriacal thought than I have had in the past. But I am now, you're right, we're now at an age where I'm thinking, OK, I'm 49 and the breathing side of things, I worry, could become, no, could become something that is a symptom of, of how my older mm. age is going to, you know, yeah. become difficult. What have we done that we're going to pay the price Absolutely. For? And, and, and if I think about it, and bless her, Maddie, not that I'd mentioned this to show, I said, oh God, I was always in here, I was always smoking. She said, how long ago was it that you stopped smoking? And I thought about it and I thought, well, actually, it's only 15 years, only 15 years. Um, I've had asthma, I've had double pneumonia, you know, it's not good. And I thought, well, why don't you just go and get your lungs checked? Not only that, the another one to add to that is we live on a, on a fumy road. Absolutely, and I've done a lot of running on, on busy, busy roads. Though I have read a report that says the Northern Line and the Piccadilly Line are the, uh, 83 times more polluted than walking on the busy okay. streets in London. Just, just okay. as a disclaimer. Right. So just no, to hang let on, you but... know, guys, this 
is the way we live our lives. Yeah. This is what this is the kind of so conversations I'm getting we have breathless as we talk right now. Where is my <laughs> asthma pump actually? There it is. Just gonna have to take that as well. Um, but here's the thing. Anxious now. No, no, no. But here's the thing. So I was thinking about that, and then I was thinking about you know. Then you do think about all of your friends, and obviously I had an old friend Jim who died of lung cancer. Da da da. And he was only 63, so that's only 14 years older than me. And then you start to think, so I am thinking, oh my God, oh my God, what if, what if I go and get my lungs scanned and checked? And then I thought, I don't want to know. This is me. I don't want to know. But then I thought, if I don't know, am I going to become more and more breathless week to week? I know, I know. Well... The absolute advice is if you think anything, you go and get it checked out, but neither of us ever do. I don't want we to just scan. sit with the fear. I don't I want to know. I don't, I don't want, want to know. Scan. I don't want them to turn around and go, well, what's that strange mark at the bottom of your lung? And even have two weeks of them then going, oh, it's only the scar from your double pneumonia. I don't want that two week of hell. It was like when you thought you had prostate cancer. I remember going in when I thought I had testicular cancer. Because like, people, people might think, God, how can you be laughing about this? And this is because we know that we are mad mm. and that we go to a There's mad a mania. place There's a mania. and that it is hypochondria mm. and that if we fall foul of it, we'll just be constantly up and down from the, to the doctor sorting. It's just I mean, anxiety. I mean, look at the bags under my All eyes again. All it is... It's just anxiety, always dressed up as something different. But it's just, it's the same thing. But anyway... So how do you think you're going to die? I don't want to talk about that, because I don't know. But what's your hunch? No, you I haven't have got a hunch. hunch. I, don't I want think to mine will either be a heart attack, or I really dread the idea of respiratory problems. Ugh. As we've just heard for yeah, the last Yeah, yeah, no, I'm really minutes. dreading that. Right, OK. But... Well, okay, maybe I should say what I worry about with you. You said what you worry about with me, with stress. I think That's what you, I mean. I don't want I to say think it. you like to think that I am more of a stress junkie workaholic than you. You are all those things. And going back to your question of, if I, that's not like allergy, is it? Is that ink? Or is that just some ink. kind of... It's just ink. Oh, my God, I'm worried everything's going wrong. We're going to feel ill all day after <laughs> uh, this. Um, you know, and when you said, you know, if I wasn't worrying about the kids or if we didn't have kids, would I be anxious? Yeah. Absolutely. Worry about you worry about mm. everything and you worry about things at the most inopportune times. I mean, I am up for a worry. I am up for desperately depressing Scorpio thinking about fatality and mor- mortality and morbidness and all that at any time of the day. But even you can spectacularly raise something at a time of day that is, in my books, just beyond inappropriate and is only going to aggravate and, and kick up your system. So I worry, actually, I worry with you, not about strokes, not about... I worry that you will have a sudden coronary at some point and that's going to be the way it happens. I, I, and, and so my worry... So the reason why, why is there any merit in even talking about this? We both obviously have a sense that one or the I other of us is going to go suddenly... I think it informs what comes next. Mm. I think our fear of death mm. and our fear of ill health. And, you know, I really am ashamed, ashamed of us that we haven't got a will. It's disgusting. Well, we leave our children vulnerable. But the reason that I think we do it is, and though we've sort of talked about our health anxiety with a bit of laughter in it, it has actually is informing our, at the moment, inability we've started doing the will, we've been to the lawyers and then we've never finished it, is because when we go there, we go to our fear and we get highly anxious about our death. But today, I want us to make a promise that we're going to do it because, Mark, I have asked you and asked you and asked you and I I know that I'm as anxious about it as you, Mm. but, but 
it's you that says yes, 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 and puts it off. And I really want you to make a promise in front of all our subscribers and everybody that we are going to book an appointment today. Well, just to let myself off the hook a little bit, because clearly I'm being Can targeted. You just say yes I'm to being that? targeted as the reason we haven't taken out no, the not, which no, is not absolute targeting. nonsense. Um, but if you think about it, I do keep asking you all the time and you keep saying no because you're more anxious about it. Well, I'm going to get to why I say no because it's actually a much more complicated prospect for us than, than it necessarily is for if we just had Maddie and Kiki. Um, but just to let, let myself off the hook a little bit, um, research, recent research shows that 54% of adults in the UK don't have a will. So the majority of people in this country don't have a will. By that standard... That's the accepted norm. It's not, the, it's not the norm that we want, but it's the norm in the way that bloody Brexit supposedly is with 52%. So we're not a minority. We're not... To no, be, but it doesn't make it right. No, it doesn't I mean, make I it right. I don't know why we're looking Five, for the excuse to feel 5.4 million people don't even know how to make one. Oh, I don't really. I mean, I know we get No, but I think, I think that statistic suggests that people are complete numpties, whereas actually it's not about people don't know how to make them. It's kind of the reason why I have hesitated, faltered, stopped and all that kind of stuff. And it's a legal one. You know, I have two... Do you mean they don't know how to make it because they don't know how to work stuff out? Yeah, 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 because because of the very same problems we have, which is if it was just me, you, Maddie and Kiki, we go in, we say we leave everything to the girls and we, you know, name someone else as their sort of, what what do you call them, a a surrogate parent, isn't it? What's what's the phrase when you you leave leave them to someone? You you nominate someone, don't you, Mm -hmm. to to look after them? that would be plain and simple. But it's not as simple as that for me because, of course, I have Izzy and Fleur. And when looking at the situation of how we carve up our assets, you know, how have the assets come in? You're going to inherit from your parents. I'm going to inherit from my mum. I have inherited from Nanny Thelma. You know, so, you know, all of those... I'd just like to say these are tiny amounts we were sounding like. No, 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 no. Sounding... <laughs> no I'm not saying it like that. But it doesn't matter what those amounts yeah. are. You're looking at then the value of the house. and yeah. You know, so, you know... Carving it all up would be very plain and simple if we were simply carving it up between Maddie and I'm Kiki. So exactly. Now the one like, time, literally, I'm so anxious. But there's an assumption that we didn't go in. There's an, see if you notice how we're doing it in the order that Nadia wanted. We're doing the will first before the funeral. It's funny, isn't it? Um, so we've died or not died of heart attacks, and the will. When we went in to do the will. We did make progress, but she then said, you've got to go away and think about how you want to carve it up between the four daughters. And I couldn't, I couldn't rationalise that. I couldn't find an equitable or fair way to split things that was fair to us two, was fair to our girls, and was fair to Izzy and Fleur. Um, bearing in mind that Izzy and Fleur, and this is all, you know, so many families have this problem. Izzy and Fleur will be inheriting stuff from their side of the family too, whereas our girls won't. Their girls are, our girls are only inheriting from us. Yeah. It's not about who has more. It's about an equitable share relative to what that equity is that's left over. And so it actually becomes a very complicated process. Now, it's then made even more complicated when you're a strange individual like me who's collected great... Things like, I'm, I'm a bit like one of those old adventurers who's got weird shit in his room, you know, but I've got a lot of keepsakes, valuables, collectibles, you've got a lot of jewellery, you know, all those things. As soon as you get into carving those up and someone has a particular attachment to the music, someone has a, you know, suddenly it becomes like, oh my, it does become an insurmountable mountain, which is why we have delayed it. 
And yet in recent years, now that Izzy and Fleur are that much older and they're adults and our girls are getting older and everyone seems to sort of feel self-sufficient and there's an acknowledgement of sort of borderlines with our girls and, you know, Izzy and Fleur and their families, it seems to be a sort of simpler prospect. So I agree, I think we do need to go in, but I do think there's been reasons why we've prevaricated and hesitated. Now, when we went in to see the solicitors, you were in terrible floods of tears. You, you, you got quite moved by the whole thing, didn't Did we? I? Yeah, because you were looking at things like, because she mentioned things like, well, you need to think about the, the rings, the assets, your, the, the keepsakes that members of the family are going to be attached to. How are you going to, who's going to be responsible in your family for making sure that everyone's looked after? It's, yeah. it's hard. Yeah. It's really hard, but we just have to, we just have to face it and just get it done. Because I think that, I mean, it's just shocking that we haven't, isn't it? But why do you think we haven't? Because of me? Because of all those reasons and the mm. things that I was talking about before, you know, we, before we even sat down. Um, it's more complicated for you because of... Izzy and Fleur, it's more mm. complicated uh, thought for you. It's, it's, I think it's really upsetting for both of us. Yeah, I mean, all the same reasons it is for everybody else. It's sort of facing your death and you're mm. facing leaving the people that you love mm. and facing the fact that they're going to be there without you and how are they going to be looked after. So I think, I think it'd be really good if the pair of us made a pledge that today, after this, we're going to book and we're going to book in to see a, that solicitor and finish off what we started. I suppose in a weird way, be, behind all of this, I'm always thinking that we could dip for the line with the girls in terms of them hitting 18, because of course... That's the, crazy. No, I know it's crazy, because we the, both the appointment of guardians... Yeah, and no, we, absolutely. And, 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 so we can't do that. And so we went, do we make a pledge today? You know, it's many times the world's doing he has an answer. Yes, we're going to make a... Yes, we can make a pledge to do it, but we've done that before. We've no, gone no, that no, far no, before. No, 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 no. Are we going to book today to see somebody, obviously not see them today, to do our will? Yes. Right. Do you want to move on to funeral arrangements? Somehow I'm not believing you when you say yes, that. Yes, of course we will. I mean, at the end of the day, there's nothing more stressful for families. It's the top, it's one of the top stresses for families yeah. is being left with the, you know, because there, there, are, no there are so will. many disputed ideas of what that parent or those parents wanted. You know, favouritism creeps in, all that sort of stuff, which is an absolute bloody nightmare. It's a nightmare. Um, and I mean, the thing is, it's like with my rings and stuff. I mean, I don't have anything that's expensive, mm. but these are all, you know, it's just all my silver know, it's and about stuff. Emotional. It's just, but it's the emotional attachment, yeah. you know. Yeah. I said, and how do you, how do you, I think that's the really complicated thing. Because actually, you know, people think if you're off the telly that you're loaded and you've got loads of stuff. We're actually, we're actually not. No. We just have, we just have a good life. Mm. So it's not like it's huge amounts of money, but it's about how do you show each one of those four children the same in a way it's more complicated i think if you're very wealthy and you're just carving up mm. money it's easier but it will be all oh, that sentimentality that, that that painting that we all got when we were in cornwall and we had that lovely christmas in cornwall which one has mm. it mm. and when you sit down with the lawyer she says oh that's really what you have to do mm. you have to go into that detail so that pen knife that your dad loves or that star wars well, character that he always spoke about mm. or the funny thingy-me-jig that he got from such and such land. Mm. All that stuff that you have to go through mm. 
in that detail, it's fairly easy. We don't really have any assets as such other than the house. Mm. It's all these bits and pieces that are very, very meaningful to you mm. that I have no idea what we... I mean, God forbid, if you went before me, I have no idea with that room in there what 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 they mean, what their value is, and who they would you would want them to go to. But right? I've told all so, of the so girls. let's just so let's just because if you're asking, so let's just say because I'm not really one that has a lot of objects. You no. have a lot of objects. You are, you you like to collect. You're a bit of a hoarder. You fall downstairs. God forbid, drop dead. Imagine. Make sure you get it on the vlog imagine, first. <laughs> imagine me going in there. What am I going to do? How distraught am I going to be mm. not knowing what the hell each one of those things means to you and who you want them in? I mean, that's a whole catalogue of its own. Who gets the records? Who gets the books? Who gets your funny Star Wars characters? Who the, it's that sentimental stuff mm. that, that would cause the drama. We, own, we have the house and that's it. Everything else is sentimental drama that can tear people apart mm. when they're fighting over dad's LPs or dad's this Oh, you're right. I think, you know, sometimes just splitting hard cash or hard equity is very easy because you go for yeah. a percentage, you fall on it, so it's 40, 40, 20, 20, say, or something like that. Um, but you're right. It's the sentimental assets that, that are the most difficult. And it's the... You know, not in, and what we forget when you mess. when you haven't written a will, what you forget, and I know that when Nanny Thelma died, she'd left everything sorted. Everything was written on envelopes. Everything, even there were notes coming from the grave of her, literally saying, "You will not need to use no this. Music, you absolutely no, no music, no, no." And what you forget is, in the sort of cold, rational light of day, right now, you can talk about it in this dispassionate way of A, B, C, D. You know, factor into the fact that, say, you've gone suddenly with a heart attack and none of us saw it coming and didn't expect it. And there's always this sort of strange assumption God, in really families, isn't there? No, but there's a re there's, why is there always this assumption in families that the, that the men are going to go first? I suppose because men do die younger and are considered the sort of weaker, really medically us. sex. Hang on a minute. No, 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 but it is I'm true. Just, it is true. Up a hypothetical. No, I'm not talking about I'm you. I'm talking about me and in my life. I'm not talking about what you've said at all. I'm talking about <laughs> culturally, there is a general assumption that men in most relationships will die because the women live for longer. I think that's true. I think it is totally no, true. I don't think about that. I'm um, seven years older than you. Yeah, so that is a different contingent. So say you were to just go suddenly, you forget that everything's thrown into flux. No one's thinking straight. Your no one's got an was anchor. still looking after us because she'd looked after all of that. Yeah. Our... Children, God forbid, if we don't have this sorted, mm. we'll feel we didn't look after them. Mm. We didn't get stuff sorted. Mm. We weren't organised on their behalf. That's the hard... You know, when you hear other people that have been left with this kind of mess, there's somebody that I know at the moment that's been left in this kind of mess, and they are raging. They're mm. not even able to grieve because they're so cross with the mess that they've been left. What about these ideas of leaving memories and memory boxes and films and videos and things like that? Do you believe in all of that? You know, I mean, because I, I sometimes am drawn to the idea of, of... I do believe in that, and I think I think it's a really lovely thing to do. I think that, um, yeah, questions that have been unanswered, things you might have wanted mm. to say, I think it can be a huge... I mean, I don't think people should just do it if they've given a, a horrible diagnosis, prognosis. Yeah, that's what I mean. it's something that you can do, but I think the very, very first step of that is having your... What is it? What's the saying? Your something in order. What is it? Your estate. 
No, it's not that, it's another saying, can't think of it now anyway. Having your something in order, that's the first stage of mm. that. You know, a will mm. is a memory box. Mm. Okay, I want this. Do you remember that lovely little thing that we got when we were in when we were in Devon? I want that to be left to thing, but I equally I want that one to be left to thingamajig and thingamajig. I'm just saying thingamajig because I don't want any names to come in and people go, so and so gonna get yeah, the Cornwall yeah, yeah. but I mean, you you know what uh, I mean? Uh, uh, uh. Okay, well, what about funeral arrangements? Let put it this way. If you were to die, God forbid, touching wood again, and you haven't told me what you want to do with all your, with all your collectibles, Star Wars stuff and all of that, yeah, I'd be furious with you. I've talked to all of our girls about individual items that but are, each of, girl value, does, each that are girl, of value. Each girl doesn't know what you've said to the other girl. So this is where arguments start. People come and go, Oh, well, Dad said to me that I could have such and Did he? Well, he never said that to me. Yeah. That's why it has to be in black and white. Right. God, that's so hard. Though. Then I, so that now hard. I want to delay the will meeting again because I can't think of... I can't have all that ready by tomorrow. That's an enormous didn't job. didn't say by tomorrow. Maybe. So we make the appointment. You don't have to... What you have to do is you have to go in the, in, into your room and you have to write down all the different things. Okay. okay, I die tomorrow. What funeral arrangements are you making for me? What have I told you that oh, you I know? I just can't remember. What do you know? so many bloody tunes. This is the music do I, I want. Do I want to be buried or cremated? I want to be this cremated. Right. I want to be this. I want to be that. I want a party. I want everyone crying. I want nobody crying. I've never I want... said I want everyone crying. I've never <laughs> no, said that. I, I, look, I don't have... I have a lot of people who like me, but I don't have a massive number of friends. So it's never going to be a big, big, big affair for me. Um, and I couldn't care less. I'm dead. You know, so it's really about... You spent an entire trip up to the West End the other day telling the girls... Yeah, I know what music I'd like. Yeah, just, well, just we're for you guys. Well, to be there quite a long time for well, yeah. the different tunes you want. <laughs> for you and the girls. I'm just thinking of for you and the girls, that's all. That's it. I'm just imagining you and my four daughters will be there. Because I'm, I'm assuming, sadly, Nanny Di won't. And, you know, and there'll be a... I really hate this. Can we stop talking about this? That's really depressed me. But I did see the other day that there's another way that you can be buried, which is in a sack under and, and in fetal position they put the body they soften you up and they put you in a sack and you're planted beneath a tree i thought you wanted to go into a time i do i a... do but i'm toying with this other one tell I'm, them what you've been telling me for the last 20 years but i want to be put into not an egg i don't know why someone thought and i meant an egg timer that you wind up and goes click 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 oh, some idiot, some idiot. no you know those great old time what are they called they're sort of Sand, well, they are... sand timers. They're, 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 they're sand timers, aren't they? Oh, or something? I've never heard the word Well, that's what it was called time. in that weird shop we were in the other day. And you turn them upside down and yeah. the sand runs through yeah. the middle. Um, I want to be distributed amongst four of those for each of my girls so that whenever they make an egg, they go, turn Dad over. Flip him, up, flip him over. That's what he wants. But then Maddie made a very valid point. She said, imagine how ghastly we'd feel if we dropped it or accidentally okay. broke it. You'd have to have it in unbreakable glass. Yeah. Emergency glass. It's like the amount of people that I know that have gone to scatter their parents' ashes and, and it's been a windy day and it's all flown back into their eyes or their teeth and their lipstick. Well, Mel Brooks said that, didn't he? He went and took his so mother and he threw her off a cliff to... and it blew back onto him. She, he said, my mother was finally done at such and such laundromat in New York, <laughs> laid to rest in a laundry. What about, so you're you not going to give me any clues to what you want? Do you want to be, because at one point you said you wanted to be buried. My idea, my favourite funeral I've ever seen is Captain Fantastic. That is nice. 
watch the movie, guys. I'm going to leave it with you. Watch the movie and watch it. And I would want that song sung. Maddie singing that song. What if that would be illegal? In Cornwall, maybe. Yeah. On a mountain top. Yeah. Do you think we'd be? I think that's illegal, isn't it? Is it illegal? I don't think you can just set fire to a body, no. Anywhere. No. I love. I tell you what, I love, and I think this might happen for one of us. I love the death in Little Miss Sunshine. You know, the the uh, Alan Arkin, the granddad. He's a heroin addict, isn't it? He? he just dies, and they just drive him round, don't they? Yeah. They just drive him around in the in the VW van. I've got a feeling that Nanny Die might go like that. Anyway, well, that was cheery. I, I feel, feel honest to I God. I feel fortified. I'm not joking. I have such anxiety. Your My face has just is in knots. Your face has collapsed across this podcast. Does anyone else notice? Like I know, but you seem to have kind of lost like the will to live. Do you get what I did there? Will to live. Lost. I mean, I'm working on so many different levels. You don't even know you're working with genius. I've just got to stop now. When I go, you're going to miss me. Okay, thanks, guys. Bye.